Hey, I'm Kavita Golia, your host of Tuned In. I've created this podcast because I want to explore how self-development and transformation can be achieved in so many different ways. I have a passion for music, psychedelic research, breathwork, embodiment, and connection with ourselves and others. In this podcast, you can expect to hear stories and journeys from all walks of life, from people who are inspiring in the world of personal growth. This is a place where we can speak honestly and authentically, a space where taboo subjects are explored and a place for us to form a community of open-hearted and open-minded people. Today I'm joined by Sarah Tilly. Sarah is a psychedelic guide, integration specialist and clinical therapist specializing in psychedelic therapy, modern relationships and sexual wellness. Sarah is a long-term student of Esther Perel and has been working with plant consciousness and altered states for 20 years with individuals and groups. Sarah is currently wellness director for Beautiful Space and she was recently featured in the Times which focused on psychedelic therapy helping a couple's marriage that came from that feeling of knowing there's something higher or something more than um, this body and this consciousness. And working with very deep, complex cases and seeing the most wonderful recovery within kind of individuals, families and communities. This is very much following our program, which is the whole uniqueness of Beautiful Space, which is helping couples come reset with their intimacy to build new skills of intimacy, sexual skills, erotic skills. Look at these two stories, these two stories of origin the story that they are coming and bringing to therapy and then we look at creating a new one. Thank you so much for joining me Sarah and yeah we've had lots of conversations of late about therapy and just psychedelics in general Um, and I always keep meaning to ask you about your heritage and yeah how you got to working in this space. Well my journey started really resolving childhood trauma of my own so you know having understood that therapeutic journey from uh, a child you know having psychotherapy being and committing to a consistent journey a lifetime journey of healing myself and then becoming a therapist because I wanted to continue uh, surrounding and learning myself with new stuff coming up um, in the world of health, wellness, healing, um, epigenetics, you know, the and just, you know, it's such a world that I enjoy that, um, you know, that's been a huge stimulus in my life. Um, I was adopted as a baby which is, you know, it's an original trauma. And then working with uh, an understanding and growing into understanding about attachment theory, how that affects our lives, um, and just the wider picture of, you know, the childhood uh, growing up. Um, It's this cross-cultural mix of Asian and uh, the UK as well, you know, was this complex condition and environment that I grew up with, which left me very much um, considering myself as uh, an observer of life. And I think that that's very much how I've taken on that kind of an adult role as a therapist as well. I have to say that 
There's one thing that I love and it's the fact that it's been such a long journey for you because my sort of introduction to this space was probably, you know, the party scene and um, accessing higher states of consciousness in various ways. And um, yeah, and the fact that it's come from interest from childhood and so many years in homeopathy. uh, Yeah, I just really, really enjoyed that. And mine's probably been maybe sort of the last seven years that it came from that feeling of knowing there's something higher or something more than um, this body and this consciousness and sort of delving deeper into yoga and the breath work and so on and so forth. So yeah, love that part of your journey. I've always had this kind of empathetic, sympathetic um, calling for nature. I would run away and run into nature. I needed to be in nature in order to ground myself to really understand the truth, which is a you know quite a complex way of just. Um, of then coming through to I always knew I wanted to work within uh, medicine Um, I was trained originally as a concert violinist Um, and then you know I'm really I'm so grateful that I instead of choosing the conventional route went into natural health and plant medicine and um, I studied homeopathy I've been prescribing flower essences for 20 years in clinic listening to and working with very deep complex cases and seeing the most wonderful recovery within kind of individuals, families and communities. So, um, yeah, uh, I've been vegetarian for over 40 years. I'm just very, very connected to, um, yeah, what's this kind of nature in the environment. I do really like the way that you embrace the holistic. So it's not just psychedelics. It's not just therapy. Uh, You use lots of different ways and flowers and homeopathy and I'm obviously a real um, advocate for that um, with breath work and embodiment and um, neuroscience so yeah I really love the way that you use that in a holistic manner. It was a tool that I learned uh, you know before I was 10 to pacify myself you know with this trauma that was in my body which was to self-soothe to um, do lucid dreaming to go into you know this kind of altered states by myself through music through playing music um, through being in nature and just sitting in nature um, and listening Um, yeah I was you know I think you know there's there's many ways to come to the same place there's a lot of research which will tell us uh, for example that 128 beats per minute is this standard thing that DJs will use but also shamanic drumming so we have this beat which starts to produce this trance like state um, and you know we can you know be transformed on it Um, you know I've worked a lot with this kind of shamanic environment being led and guided and taken by you know kind of taken away into different worlds with shamans and it you know it's only ever been the beat of that drum and singing the voice as well tell us a bit more about the whole holistic all the areas of life you cover yeah when we include you know and embrace holistic the nature of holistic you know we're looking at exercise diet 
this kind of general layer of well-being for a person, what time they go to sleep. How's that affecting? Why, why, for example, are they not sleeping? <clears throat> I had a case where, you know, it's just taken for granted where he wasn't sleeping. He suffered with insomnia. When we went through the layers with the couple, you know, it turned out he was, he had undiagnosed PTSD. So there was, you know, a lot of um, emphasis then being able to put on working with this um, level of insomnia and hyper alert that he was, you know, he brought through from childhood was bringing into this relationship. And of course, it was having an effect on everyone. So that's included, um, you know, breath work, meditation, there's uh, yoga, exercise, the ability to be able to meditate with your partner, at least go through some somatic exercises, which, you know, kind of are holistic in, and take us through to sexual wellness as well. So, you know, it's wonderful. It's such a gift to be able to bring all of this through to couples therapy. What kind of therapy are you offering right now? Well, at the moment, we're just doing um, couples and one-to-one. So it is, um, you know, we, we it's very standard. Um, you know, I go to uh, couples accommodation and then I take them through what I call a one-day retreat. And it is, you know, we've had screening and preparation online and then we will do integration, you know, further integration after this one-day retreat. And there's, uh, you know, there's a, a real empathy and bonds that has developed between us and we'll do ceremony to, you know, bring us into this very sacred space, you know, as I then hand over the... Um, you know, what I call, you know, as we in ceremony give the plant medicine, you know, it's handing over the, the, the rest of the day, the event to the medicine, the truth of the medicine is allowed to reveal itself. So there's a lot of preparation for that. Um, we have um, events now scheduled for this year. So April, we're running a couple's uh, retreat in the Netherlands, uh, just 30 minutes outside of Amsterdam. We'll be in Portugal in June. And this is very much following our program, which is the whole uniqueness of beautiful space, which is, you know, um, helping couples come reset with their intimacy to build new skills of intimacy, um, sexual skills, um, erotic skills. Um, the women's retreat, which is in Portugal, in June is very much clearing this path uh, that is this journey uh, through to um, conscious divine uh, feminine um, and then healing this and then coming through to the erotic nature of oneself. So, yeah, I work with other people who are somatic sexologists, um, meditation teachers. So once again, bringing in that nature of holistic sexual wellness. Is it easier to work with you? Can anyone do it? People, you know, they see it and they think, oh, I want to try that. Mm -hmm. I've seen a television program or I saw a Netflix series and they think, yeah, we're going to try it. But actually, you know, I do a lot of screening in the very beginning and it is to really help people understand 
the limits, you know, the hard work involved from both of them. But at some stage, you know, therapy with me will finish and it will just be those two. And, you know, something that I'm very uh, careful to do is give people lots of exercises and, you know, uh, educational materials so that they start to kind of have a whole shift in their lifestyle so it's not a quick fix it's a shift in lifestyle do people really understand what we experience here can life its ups and downs and cycles be easier to negotiate absolutely this is the first separation from unity which is you know is the eastern philosophy of you know oneness and unity which is very prevalent in yoga but um, you know when we look at life and us in the human condition going through cycles it allows us growth and you know that is from you know adolescence into um, young adolescence adulthood or through the transition of conception, uh, pregnancy, but labor and birth, you know, these are all phases which come to a natural conclusion. Um, and the same thing happens within long-term relationships. You know, there's uh, phases which we can mark out and that's where te- people tend to get stuck when they are, you know, they know that change is there or it's coming or it's pushing on them. And it's causing a lot of stress, um, but they don't actually recognize that they're going through this kind of transformation that will inevitably happen. You know, for example, you know, our parents will die. You know, that's a natural transformation of maturation. So that's, you know, that's a big one. You know, we, uh, jobs, you know, we lose jobs and we gain jobs or, you know, all of these things, falling in love is, there's a natural cycle to that as well. So, you know, when we understand these phases that we're going through and where we are in them, it's so much easier to get through the end and kind of reset and rebirth at the beginning of another one. How well do people really know each other? You have two separate individuals each of them come with their own story very often that story is never even shared um, when they come together and create a new story which is you know made out of two people and uh, you know what we have with psychedelics is this very broad perspective it gives us an opportunity to look at things with a very big perspective and we can you know look at these two stories these two uh, stories of origin the story that they are coming and bringing to therapy and then we look at creating a new one and you know what does that look like what what language do they want to use what's the what I call it the erotic map that they're creating together are they following to, to keep on developing their individual Individuality. That's very new in couples therapy as well, to keep on developing individuality. The conditioning is pretty weaved into us, isn't it? Quite a lot to overcome. Well, it starts so far back, you know, kind of readdressing feminism and the patriarchy. And, you know, what our mothers taught us or what we were told, you know, through the words of toxic masculinity to shut up or sit down or she's difficult or you shouldn't be feeling that or, you know, girls are sluts or you know all of this container and you know when we come through to this realm of female pleasure and being given permission to feel number one 
being permission to acknowledge what is going on in your body and being allowed to do it, whether that is, you know, to bleed through the, the menstrual cycle and come through to, you know, diminishing hormones, you know, you know, kind of understanding these cycles and phases that the female body is going through in her lifetime and being able to communicate that with your partner, have your partner look at you and desire you and know that you are desirable even though your body is changing you know to understand that you know there's such beauty in the wisdom that we're gaining you know as our body changes and to to move through to this this sisterhood um as well and to find comfort and you know kind of um companionship there as well rather than competition that's a very uh, patriarchal toxic masculinity view uh, that women are in competition with each other for example um, and then you know I work with the chakra system so you know in each one of these chakras there's a holding you know and it's ancestral holding of uh, sexual trauma you know and you know work with groups of women just healing all of this stuff that our mothers were carrying, our grandmothers were carrying. And, um, you know, I see the most amazing results on psychedelics as well, where, you know, they are literally seeing past life stuff and just clearing this lineage, which is holding them back from being confident women, from taking their full power inside a relationship or just, you know, who they are today in the world. You know, women want to feel confident they want to feel powerful and that's really kind of comes through sexual empowerment what do most people want from this who are you working with I guess it's kind of 50-50 with couples um, and women on their own. Women who they know they want more out of life. They want more out of their bodies. They want to start feeling again. They want somatic recovery and they want to reclaim their bodies again. You know, there's, there's a lot of trauma that women are bringing into, you know, this a phase where they've had enough now. They want to be able to choose freedom. So... Um, uh, I work with women a lot like that. And then with couples, yes, it's, you know, um, because of the nature of my work, couples therapy and, you know, what I'm known for, which is um, erotic intelligence. You know, I'm working with couples who, uh, and this isn't all couples, you know, every couple has their own story. But, um, you know, we, they want to refresh, you know, their own erotic intelligence and it might not uh, within the relationship and it you know they might have been together for 20 years they got together in their 20s they've had children you know that part of their life has just been shelved and actually you know what we now know about erotic intelligence and sensuality and um, you know female pleasure you know is very different from what we know 20 years ago so uh, this is what I particularly work with with couples. Does everyone experience this kind of thing differently? Absolutely. And it's generational. You know, it depends, you know, where you were born. So, you know, kind of young 20 year olds, they're used to talking about it. The boys in the in the classroom when they were doing PSHE in school, for example. So, you know, what your experience is different from what 20 year, year olds are experiencing and what 50 year olds are experiencing now going through menopause and what kind of sex can they 
hope and expect to have after mm. menopause. You know, I'm, I'm teaching and bringing couples together with sacred sex and slow sex and this whole another language of what waits for them once they can let go of all these other presumptions that they have brought to this phase of their relationship. It's really about expanding the joy, isn't it, and reducing mental illness for the whole family, really. It really is. It's so obvious, um, and it is to create more satisfaction, more happiness in relationships. It is to, you know, give people the tools to finish these cycles and phases of relationship when they're supposed to rather than too early. You know, it is to reduce mental illness in, you know, children, you know, through the repercussions of divorce. It is to help, you know, couples and individuals understand that they can expect to be happy in a long-term relationship and really giving them the tools to do that. It sounds better than what most of right now, doesn't it? Does it improve your self-image? Absolutely. Changing in perspective, um, you know, allowing yourself to feel and look at yourself and be beautiful and the same with your partner. Yeah. It's quite an exciting vision, isn't it? Life becomes this kind of shared, uh, this shared thing. You're supporting each other in your individual growth. You are witness to the other person. Uh, you know, there's accountability that I talk about in session, which, you know, each of you are holding each other to this optimal version of yourself. And then both of you are bringing your optimal version of yourself to the relationship. You know, psychedelics isn't a silver bullet. Um, psychedelic therapy for relationships is, isn't a silver bullet. It is, you know, it's ongoing work. But what it then brings into the relationship is a whole new way of being together, a whole new uh, language that you can, you know, kind of dance around with this and just uh, a whole new potential as well for what, you know, you can look forward to within relationship. What is your grandest vision here? You know, what I hope for is that it comes mainstream because, you know, it is still on the fringes. Not everyone has heard of psychedelics or psychedelic therapy. I hope that there is um, kind of an open arms but uh, a tight training within the industry that, um, you know, we feel safe that there is a certain industry standard. I would love all of this to be available you know, for to to the general public, and I'm not just talking about you know expensive retreats that you fly to Costa Rica for, and you, you know you go for, you know that it is for the general public as well. Um, you know we have contributions to that as well, um, but it's so like you said, it's so exciting to be part of it. It's you know who knows what it's going to look like in five years' time. Where can we find out more? Yeah, sarah.tilly.wellness. We are working on other things like uh, products that can really help bring people, you know, into this realm of erotic intelligence that they can do it at home. You know, we're working on an app, what that can look like so they can do their own couples therapy at home. We're working on um, sexual wellness products as well so that there's this continuation of freedom within relationship and, you know, open conversation. Sarah Tilly, it's been great. Thanks.
I'm Carice Golia and thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share with anyone who would benefit. And if you really enjoyed it, please add five stars on Apple Podcasts as this really helps me to connect with more people. Don't forget to subscribe. If you would like to read more about me, head over to my website, www.kavitagolia.com. 